With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. That they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Thomas Jefferson penned those words for the United States Declaration of Independence, adopted in 1776, and they still influence law enforcement and justice today. In 1985, 209 years after those words were penned, a young woman named Tracy Thurman fought to be considered a person by taking the city of Torrington in Connecticut to court for not providing equal protection for her from her abusive husband as required under law. She won $2.4 million. More importantly, the state of Connecticut created a more comprehensive legislation that required police to treat family violence as seriously as any other type of assault. Even more importantly, the insurance agencies that handle coverage for city or county employees demanded enhanced training for police officers and a stricter adherence to the law. Welcome to Targeted, True Crime, Domestic Violence. We'll investigate cases of family violence each season using academic research to interpret the events so that we can become better advocates. I'm Mo Blackwell, the host of Targeted. Our episode today is a sneak peek into Season 2. There is so much interesting information in store for us. I wanted to begin Season 2 highlighting a classic case of spousal abuse in which the target was almost killed because of a societal response that tacitly accepted battering as a, quote, family matter instead of an assault. Tracy Thurman almost died because of this. But she fought to live during her eight-month hospitalization. She then fought the city police officers who minimized her need for help. And she fought the city who protected those police officers more than they protected her. After that, she continued to fight by lobbying for equal protection for everyone who is abused by another person. From studying Tracy Thurman's story, we'll not only learn about her particular case, her fight, but we'll also get a chance to dive into research that explains what was going on. What can we learn from her story? 
Well, we will learn about the fight that many targets have to endure even after the abuse is done. Even if the perpetrator is stopped, the survivor may have to battle police, social services, lawyers, and judges to find justice and safety. We will also examine the honeymoon effect. We'll look at academic research that covers how abusers often cultivate an amazing, supportive, satisfying relationship with their partner before beginning their abuse. Even if you've never experienced abuse before, I think the honeymoon phase may still resonate with you. Because most relationships have a honeymoon. It's the dawning of new love. It's, it's optimistic, passionate, consuming, enthralling, and magical. But it's also ephemeral. It doesn't last. It's gone like a puff of smoke. While many relationships move from the honeymoon phase into a comfortable companionship, an abusive relationship may move from the honeymoon phase into a nightmare, back into a honeymoon phase, into maybe that companionable relationship, into a nightmare, and then back into the honeymoon phase, and so on and so on. It becomes a cycle. So I'm looking forward to talking more about that and to how that can really mess with the thought process of someone who is abused. A third aspect is the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde phenomenon in which an abuser seems to have two different personalities. This can be a confusing situation because the target may love the Dr. Jekyll side, and this may, in fact, be the predominant personality of the abuser. But every now and then, the Mr. Hyde slips out, and the target is left to cope with the unexpected and unpredictable personality. And it's really hard for a target to leave someone because often they do, in fact, truly love this person. They love the Dr. Jekyll side of the person. But in order to leave, they have to leave both Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. A fourth idea we'll examine are the history of laws that allowed men to, quote, physically discipline their wives without prosecution. Here's a little tidbit that you'll hear from 18th century English common law in which a man was allowed to chastise his wife, quote, without subjecting himself to vexatious prosecutions for assault and battery, resulting in the discredit and shame of all parties concerned, unquote. So yes, this particular common law is designed to not vex a man who abuses his wife, because that's so much more important. And at this point, only men had the right to physically discipline their wives, so wives did not have the option of physically disciplining their husbands. So this is a bit of sexist legislation, even though we know in life today, men can be the target. I enjoy a bit of historical research in addition to academic, and I think it'll be enlightening to see how women's status in society has changed in a few hundred years. A fifth topic we'll look at is restraining orders and how effective they are. I often hear people dismissing restraining orders as just a piece of paper, but, spoiler alert, they may be more useful than you think they are. A fifth topic we'll examine are the new legislations that came into being after Tracy Thurman sued the city of Torrington, Connecticut. One of the major changes was a requirement that the police should arrest the person who is accused of domestic violence, even if the target declines to press charges. So if the police come upon a case in which abuse has happened, even if the target says, no, it's okay, you don't need to arrest this person, it's fine, I'm not going to press charges, 
Now the police are obligated to arrest the person who was doing the abusing, even if the target doesn't want it. We'll also look at the aftermath of that new legislation because it led to some unintended consequences. In Connecticut, for example, it led to something called dual arrests, in which the police arrest both the perpetrator and the target. Why? Because the abuser may claim to the police that the target was also abusive, and once that claim is made, both have to be arrested. I am so excited to delve into Tracy Thurman's story, and I'll spend the next few months creating episodes that are enlightening as well as engaging. In the previous episode, I offered stickers to the first person who guessed the case that I would be covering in Season 2. Congratulations, Jess! Yay! The stickers are already in the mail, heading to you. I also mentioned in the previous episode that I plan to cover multiple stories in a season, rather than just the one I covered in Season 1. That means I will begin Season 2 with Tracy Thurman, but I will also have a second case that will commence midway through the season. I think I've chosen the case, but I don't want to release details yet because it's possible that the family may choose to be more involved in this coverage. I will tell you that it involves a male target who survives the abuse and becomes an advocate for societal change. I've had very brief communications with the family of the young man and will have a longer conversation with one of them next week. It would be amazing if we were able to include family interviews in these episodes and hear from those directly impacted. So all in all, I am so excited for season two, but I will miss you all over the next couple months. While you're waiting, please consider leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or any other rating system. It helps new listeners to find us. It also helps to counter the reviews from those who have decided to leave comments but clearly never listened to the podcast. I just had this gem last week that criticized Targeted for not having enough research in the episodes because, quote, How can you convey what is years, even months of police investigation, factual and social background and legal analysis in 35 minutes? That is just not quality work. Any domestic violence case surely can't be done any justice in 30 to 40 minutes. Work harder for better reviews. Unquote. What? What? Season one was approximately nine hours of dealing with the same case. Only one episode, about the SPCA saving a child, didn't specifically cover Militia Gibson's tragic death at the hand of her stepfather. So I believe what we have here was someone who decided to leave a low rating, even though they clearly had not listened to the show. I would be so appreciative if you were to hop onto iTunes or any other site that offers reviews and counter that misperception. I am thankful for the many of you who have already left five-star reviews. For instance, I appreciate Suma Trupon from Australia who wrote, quote, I grew up with a violent father and the analysis in this podcast is helping me understand it. Thank you so much to the host. Unquote. Thank you so much, Suma Trapon. If you leave a review, maybe I'll get to read yours sometime. If you don't think the show is worthy of five stars, I understand. I know the show isn't perfect, 
but I'd really appreciate any constructive criticism to come to me via email. My email is targetedpodcast at gmail.com. I want to make the show better, but it'd be great to do it in a way that doesn't tank the ratings. I care and I listen. If you're looking to connect with others who listen to the show, please join our closed Facebook group called Targeted Podcast. Just request to join and you will be approved. I'm also on Twitter with the handle Targeted Podcast. I tweet lots of podcast recommendations, so if you're looking for new ideas, follow me on Twitter. To make it easier for you, I've included links to the social media in the show notes. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let me tell you again how much I enjoy interacting with you. When I dropped my first episodes on March 10th, 2018, I wasn't sure what to expect. When I woke up the next morning, there were 213 downloads, and I was a little amazed because that indicated about 70 people were planning on listening. Our audience grew steadily every week, and by May, we were having between four to 5,000 downloads each week. Australia loved us early on, and we first charted on the Australian iTunes, which was pretty thrilling. Starting in June, you sent Targeted to the iTunes chart in the United States, and we've been in the top 200 every day since June 12th. Every day. Every day. It has blown my mind, and when I go to check iTunes, I feel a bit like a giggly schoolgirl checking her mailbox for a love letter, really hoping to find it but nervous that it might not be there. I'm fully aware that after a solid month of charting, this may end soon. But the great news is that I'm already past the infatuation. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with podcasting. So I don't need a love letter in my mailbox every day. Just knowing that you're listening is enough. We've charted in nine countries so far. Why these countries and not others? I don't know. But I love you. In alphabetical order, they are Australia, Austria, Canada, Ireland, Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, South Africa, and the United States. I've been to most of those countries, except for Ireland and South Africa, but I'd love to visit y'all soon. Stay tuned after I end to hear the promos for two of my favorite podcasts. The first is called Impact Statement, and it features the stories of those who have survived crime and now tell about the impact it had on their lives. It is full of personal stories by those who often do not have a voice in our larger society. The other promo is for Already Gone, a podcast that generally focuses on crime in Michigan. It is one of the first podcasts I listened to years ago when I sought out fresh content and it still sets the gold standard for true crime podcasting today. I want to thank all of the podcasters who helped me this season as I was setting up the show. There are so many of you, 
I can't even begin to name them because I would be talking on end. But you know who you are. Some of you helped in small ways, some in huge ways. Each of you is special to me, and I'm so appreciative of what you've provided. And as I learn, I hope I can join you and help other new podcasters in the future. I began this episode with the Declaration of Independence, and I'll end with the 14th Amendment, which states, in part, quote, Nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws, unquote. Join me next season when we follow Tracy Thurman's story and see how the court rejected the city of Torrington's legal argument. The city argued that a spouse was not afforded equal protection under the 14th Amendment. They lost, as they should have, but there's so much more to the story. Thanks so much for listening. Peace, my friends. Peace. court cases that end in a conviction, victims and their families are often allowed to make an impact statement, a statement of record of what they had before the crime and what they were left with after. But for unsolved crimes, crimes that don't end in a conviction, or serious life-altering events that aren't crimes at all, there is nowhere for the victims or their families to speak. Impact Statement is a new podcast that talks to victims and their families about life before, during, and after a life-changing event. Impact Statement combines compelling narration with interview clips to give a clear retelling while allowing those who have been affected the most to speak. Impact Statement can be found in Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. I'm Nina Instad, host of Already Gone, a true crime podcast focused on Detroit, Michigan, and the Great Lakes region. We look at older or lesser known cases, stories that you won't hear anywhere else. In the weeks ahead, we're covering unsolved murders, missing persons cases, and looking back at a few resolved cases that made the headlines. Listen to Already Gone on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher.